don't look at me. I'm totally prepared. This is Gory and this is the other end of the podcast. If it weren't for technical difficulties, <laughs> we wouldn't be technical at all. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 280 of the early end of the podcast. Eh, it's enough. All right. There's enough of them. I understand. Yes. I believe that's it. Um, and we're coming to you live from the uh, hashtag OTA LA Studios. Hi, by the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. It's going to be a low energy uh, show, folks. I hope you're ready for this. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way to find it, by the way, it is 280. So correct on that one is at anchor.fm forward slash the anthem uh, where you can find where we are listed on every single major podcasting app, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Dog Catcher, all of them. Yes. Um, in addition, you can also find the video version on youtube.com forward slash the anthem. And if you're looking for more video, well, you're in the right place. Facebook.com forward slash OD Anthem, where you can watch the live recording of every single episode, including all of the flubs like just happened at the beginning of the episode, which we're just going to leave in because, you know, <laughs> why not? And uh, of course, you can find more OD Anthem at OD Anthem on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you can get in touch with us most easily. And everything OD Anthem, including the merchandise store, is available at OdAnthem.com. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> So Damn, um, don't die on us. Oh God, I, ch- I choked on my own spit there. Um, so we are having a bit of a show the way that the Orioles are having a season. <laughs> how about that for a transition, huh? Huh? Before we get into that, uh, how about we talk about a little sports ball? Speaking of themes, I don't remember. Don't even remember how that sounds. <laughs> so that could have been accurate. It's the vaguely Monday Night Football theme, Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so sports ball. Here we go. Um, The Orioles have 43 games remaining. Yes. No, no, 38 games remaining. Yes, that's the number. We've won 39 games this season. Mm-hmm. And we are 43 games yeah. back. <laughs> so I'd call that statistical elimination... I'm pretty sure that it is. Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're just um, we're just on our, our 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 first step of making our epic comeback. Like, yes, yes, we're gonna win 38 in a row. And every great sports movie, you're gonna laugh when we're Moneyball one of these days when they talk about our epic 43 game win streak. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Yankees and Red Sox lost 43 straight. In a row? Even yeah, yeah. I was gonna other. say the only yeah. way that work that math works is if they lose a lot of games in a row while we continue to win. Um, although, I mean, we do play them both remaining in the year. So I think it would have to be the only games that the Red Sox could win would be the games against the Yankees. That, and and would, then like going yeah. upward, you know, like the, uh, Tampa Bay, only games that the Rays and Toronto could win are the ones against the Yankees and, the and, and so on and yeah. so forth until yeah. eventually good news though. Spot a bright light, not the worst team in baseball this year, at least right now, Detroit Tigers with 37 massive wins. Yeah. I, it's it's a feast and family league in the MLB this year. Um, some well, you know, have 50 it, wins, it's so, so interesting in the American league. It's it's you know like the teams are more or less set. Like the yeah. people we know are going to be making the playoffs are sort of like in their you know it's jockeying hmm. for positions. The and people stuff, who but, care about the playoffs yeah. also set. Me, not one of them. Nah, I won't be watching baseball. Meanwhile, the National League is just like everybody's involved. It's yeah. like, there's like not a single like loser team in the bunch, and that's it's making Every, things very interesting. Everybody's got what like eighty wins, ninety wins. Yeah. Like they're all in the <laughs> you know the middle of the pack. It's so weird. No hundred and one game you know uh, seasons, but also no thirty seven game <laughs> seasons. So you know. Uh, 
Six of one, <laughs> half dozen of the other. Yeah. Uh, and as you pointed out, and I forgot, last season of the Showalter era, most likely, right? His contract's up this year. No. Isn't it? No, no. What I was talking about with that was the uh, the team that he manages always goes on to win the world or get, go to the World Series the next year. Yeah. That's what I was talking about with the Showalter era. I know, but like, isn't like the last of the players who he brought in, isn't their contract up this year too? Like, oh, this maybe. is the end of his impact on the, I mean farm like I mean, side. Mancini would still be still oh, true, around true, true, true. Chance yeah. Cisco and like a bunch of the other well, but see, you know, I, Michael I, Givens isn't going anywhere. Chance is the um uh the new GM. I mean there's a lot of people who are not you know are, are different than they were last year, but there's a lot of people who are not gonna be playing for the Orioles next year. Uh, <laughs> they've shown just enough promise <laughs> to be picked up by a much better team <laughs> next year. So um and Angelos is not. For instance, Chris Davis. <laughs> Please, God, let somebody take him off our hands. Um, who might be paid not to play baseball next year? He it'd might be, be in a good position. It'd be hysterical, if just like the Rockies caught up, and it's just like we're interested in talking to you about Chris Davis. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it really? And so he slaps <laughs> in the back of his head. And he's like, Yeah, no, of course, obviously, yeah. He's an impact player in an impact position. Uh, yeah, he's he, not going to come cheap. But. <laughs> Let's see. We'll let him go if you, I don't know, cover half the contract that we signed <laughs> with him. We'll continue to pay half of it, just not all of it. That'd be lovely. We would like the guy who operates your scoreboard, please. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you trade for Chris Davis? We have a hole. We have a hole to fill in our organizational depth chart. We're gonna send him down to AAA, get him used to the scoreboard down there. Yeah, yeah. And then if uh, if the promise shows through, then in a couple of years we'll Bring graduate him, him to the majors. Bring him up. That big uh, right field scoreboard that could be all his. Uh, well, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a family business to run the center field scoreboard. Yeah, you, yeah. You can't well, just bring yeah. somebody in to do that. But yeah, you right you, field. You, you have to know the Angelos from a young age to yeah. to get that position. Of course, that cushy yeah. job. Uh, or or uh, if you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, it's possible that they might let you run the center field board. Um, you could take either a cash settlement or run the scoreboard. <laughs> yes. That's, um, that's how Angela's got all the money to run the team. He just offered a lot of people scoreboard opportunities. He's like, listen. Like, well, is it really worth it for like 100 bucks? I mean, I could run the scoreboard for a while. We got a big settlement, guys. <laughs> big settlement. Now, let me tell you. I can write you a check. Or would you like to run the scoreboard? <laughs> what? Yeah, I will yeah. show you the button that you press to make it say "Oh yeah" on mm. there. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, and I remember uh, the the uh, mid uh, mid aughts when it was the old board, where it was like <laughs> just the big white hands clapping on the uh, white and black board, or the orange and black board, really. Yeah. Right. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, it was like a pixel. Yeah, it was like a, but it wasn't dot colored. Matrix yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been fans a long time. We've seen a lot of bad seasons. Not like this one, though. This is uh, pretty awful. Speaking of another team that is absolutely not going to win 39 times this year, the yep. Ravens are almost... Uh... True. <laughs> In a brighter note. <laughs> Statistically impossible for them to win 39 or more games. So I don't know. Lamar's looking pretty good. Uh, I don't know if uh, maybe... you know, Could you count that if like the Browns are so scared about playing him next week? that they lose this week because they're just worried about the game or that he beats someone so badly that they don't show up for the game the week after and forfeit. Therefore the win. See, really I think that, be. I think that just still counts as one win. I don't, Oh, you know, it's uh, it's all statistical. I mean, uh, it's not Madden or anything. So you can, uh, you can make these statistics do anything. I know. Yeah. By the way, uh, just a quick thing because I picked up Madden yesterday. Oh, really? Uh, Color me surprised. <laughs> Corey got the new Madden on the very first day it was available. It wasn't the first day that it was available. It's been out for a little while. Uh, and wait, wait. Uh, 
first day that you could have gotten it. No, I could have gotten it earlier. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But I would say this. Uh, playing with the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson in particular, is kind of like playing with Michael Vick back in the day. Now, when Madden 06. In my teenage years when I was playing Madden, whenever we would have some friends over and we're having like a little Madden playing party and stuff like that, there was always sort of a understanding amongst the people there. It was just like, listen, don't play as the Patriots because they're the Super Bowl champs. They're too good of a team. So it's not fair for you to be the Patriots and then as somebody else to be like the, the a lesser run team because it's not an even match. And no plane is Michael Vick. It's not. You mean the Falcons? Yeah, the no fa- plane is the Falcons. Yes. I mean, yeah. it was basically just Michael Vick at that point. But it was just like, no plane is the Falcons because that's unfair too. But now, Wait, are, you, are you saying that now uh, that I'm a Ra- I've been a Ravens fan and I've been playing with the Ravens mm-hmm. on Madden for a long time, I, I feel like I'm grandfathered into the right to take uh, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, and Madden, which is really just unfair. It's, are you, are you it's saying completely that the, unfair? The Falcons, under their current, their current, uh, the current way that they're set up, uh, not the dominant team that they were with uh, with Michael Vick. <laughs> Let's just say that Matt Ryan isn't breaking off seventy-yard touchdown runs. Like uh, on Madden Vicky. or otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing you could do to get Matt Ryan to run seventy <laughs> yards. Like on Madden, he just stops and lays down halfway down the field. You'd nope. be lucky if he gets seventy yards rushing his entire career. <laughs> oh my! But yeah, uh, NFL football's back, so that's a bright spot, right? Yeah. Week two of the preseason. I like how we talked about the Antonio Brown helmet thing last week, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was just like, eh, maybe it'll get, maybe it'll become a bigger thing. Maybe more people will hear about this, and then it became the only thing that anyone could talk about in sports yeah. for like a week. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Once again, we're on the cutting edge, and get, nobody gives us credit. Um, by the way, don't have your drafts in week one of the preseason. Of the preseason, yeah, yeah. Um, because things like Antonio Brown and. Dak Prescott and give it Ezekiel three Elliott. weeks. Three weeks is the, the good the good amount of time because yeah. the the fourth week, you know, Lamar will go out there and throw one pass, and then they'll be like, "That's a good game, come out." Yeah. Also, uh, if <laughs> wrap anybody, him in bubble wrap immediately. If anybody <laughs> goes McStorley out there, if anybody goes head hunting uh, during week four, like watch the rest of your season because people yeah. are just going to be coming for you. So. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, uh, it's the uh, Pro Bowl. It's just this side of the Pro (laughs) Bowl. Like, all right, everybody get your starters out there. We're going to play a little game of touch. And uh, then we're going to let the second and third string guys beat up on each other. That'd be great. And then most of the game is played by the four stringers who are just like, I they only got 50 spots set. I got two spots I can make here. (laughs) I couldn't. I unfortunately I can't make the game this weekend because my new job as a furniture mover starts <laughs> on Sunday. So I want to thank the organization for the opportunity to come and play. <laughs> they were very firm about it. I was like, "Can I please start Monday?" And they were like, "No." It's like I'm on we Monday need night you football. on Sunday. So it's like I have one last chance to play in an NFL game, something I've been working for my entire life. Sorry. Listen, the, shift uh, starts at six. <laughs> the Smiths got to get their piano across town. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Um, I, I mean, it's a lot of sports talk to people who don't know a lot about sports. <laughs> Four string guys don't, uh, they don't make the team and then they go back to their regular jobs. Yeah. That's sort of the, and what do you the do? The log in short of it. If you could be a fourth string offensive lineman, what do you do? Yeah. Move furniture. It's not like a lot of other, yeah. uh, you, uh, go be an NHL goalie. Is that like a backup job for no. an offensive lineman? Like you're big and you're good on your feet and you can't play real sports. So you go play NHL. Is that basically how that you got to skate to be able to be a goalie first of all. And also <laughs> yeah, the people who play goalie are usually not very fat guys. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is it just the pads? Yeah. 
You see, they have pucks being shot at them at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, but wouldn't so being fat help usually, that too? Usually you just wear pads to protect yourself from that. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Just thought it was a yeah, sumo it's wrestler. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're having your Sam Seaborn moment. Where it's just like, uh, just got back from the hockey game. I don't understand why they don't just put a sumo wrestler in the goal, give him a bucket of popcorn, and they never get scored on. It's like, you'll get scored on constantly. <laughs> yeah, but it would be fun. Alternatively. Walrus. Walrus in the goal. I think that's the way to go. Lots of blubber. Not going to hurt them. Uh, alternatively, maybe get a tusk through the gut of somebody, which I just think would be Oh, fun. that would be nice. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, in hockey, they have like, they don't specify the injuries. It's like a lower body injury. <laughs> lower body injury. You <laughs> just see Sidney Crosby like have a tusk through his neck and it's just like, he has an upper body injury. <laughs> <laughs> he He's going to be out for an undisclosed period of time. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did I see a that's uh, damn it? What's a car called with the casket in the back and the a hearse? A hearse. Uh, did I see a hearse pull up to the back of the uh, <laughs> st- the back of the rink there? No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. I saw him trying to wedge his body into a square wooden box, but the tusk uh, wouldn't fit. They were afraid to pull it out. Bad luck. Some Canadian thing. I don't know. <laughs> Some Canadian. Thing. I don't know. They, you know, they have walruses, right? Isn't that a Kevin Smith movie with the Canadian? Tusk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Justin Long. Yeah. Two names you haven't heard in a while. Kevin Smith, Justin Long. They're still there. They're still alive. Making Kevin movies. Smith has a new uh, a new Clerks coming out. Yes. A Clerks a remake. reboot. Remake yeah. of the Clerks. Yeah. And I just don't know. If you're Silent Bob, who do you get to play Silent Bob? Well, no, he's playing Silent. Oh, Bob, that's so. right. Yeah. Yes, you get you and Jason Muse to play yeah. you and Silent Bob, and, and all uh, the all Jay. the usual people are going to be in it too. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. You know, when when Smitty first started out, there was a lot of like me thinking, like you know, like well, maybe he, maybe at some point he's going to like get a little bit more. I don't want to say sophisticated because it makes it sound like he's like, you know, nothing, nothing but like a, a shock jock or something like well. that. But I mean, like. It, I, I I was hoping that there would be some more adult fare coming from him. Did you see Tusk? Yes, I did see Tusk. Adult fare. It was not good. Did you see uh, Yoga Hosers? No, I I refused to. <laughs> I just couldn't have that happen to his me. Daughters, could, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah, both in uh, Yoga Hosers. Both. Yep. Adults now. I saw the trailer and uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I got to see, there's going to be a list at some point who's like um, uh, directors whose first movie made you think they had a lot of potential and then who flushed it down the drain doing <laughs> buddy movies with their friends. Uh, number one on that list, no matter who puts the list together, Kevin Smith, uh, that's going to be who it is. It's like, uh, you got I mean, Ben like, Affleck I, to start a new movie. I really, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I really enjoy, like, even the original uh, view of Skewniverse, like, up until yep. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I was just like, it's all pretty good. And then I was just like, got mm. real meta. Yeah. Got real meta. No. <laughs> got real aware of Kevin Smith at that yeah. point. <laughs> um, And then he lost all the weight. And, and listen, uh, no offense to anybody, but you can't have a guy who's been heavy his whole life, lose a bunch of weight. It's not going to help your process. It's just going to be more about you. Yeah. Orson Welles just got fatter. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. That's just the way to go. Just get up to four bills. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I think I think that covers it for sports. Ball. You think that's yeah. enough for sports for this week? All right. Um, 
So what? Uh, I've, come, I've come from up high and saying as soon as we're getting into Orson Welles talk, <laughs> we're probably done with sports. And uh, we're going to enjoy football for a couple more weeks and uh, then we'll cry at the end of the baseball season and pretend it never happened. So that's our recipe for success. And that's been Sports Ball. <laughs> I missed the fucking click. Hey, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see me click it? <sighs> if it weren't for technical. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, well, and that's a good transition to everything we else that we have to talk about today. I don't know what kind, to say anymore. It's all kind of a mess. So at the top of the list, um, you know, Corey, uh, in the past, if the year wasn't 2019. Oh, uh, if uh, I don't know if we talked about this last week. We've talked about too many things. Um, it's possible that the world ended in 2012. Mm. Minds were right world ended and that we're all in purgatory did we talk about that last week yeah okay because we talked about it in private life i don't know if it was last week or maybe the week before yes. but i know we talked about it yes and the world just doesn't make sense it's not too different than normal but it's like just weird enough that like i'm waiting for be like a red ball to come through the, <laughs> the room or to like uh, get an itch on the back of my hand which is my thing my uh lucid dreaming thing is an itch on the back of the hand mm. like if i feel something isn't right I feel an itch on the back of my hand, and that's the distraction that keeps me from waking up while I realize that I'm dreaming, hmm. which is, by the way, the key to lucid dreaming. Like, if you realize you're dreaming, generally you wake up. When you can control it, uh, you want to make sure you have something that distracts you. Some people pinch their hands. Some people pinch their own faces in the dream. Uh, so now you know. Uh, have a distraction. Mine's uh, scratching the back of my hand. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm scratching my hand because I feel like we must be dreaming uh, or we're in purgatory, a world where two congressmen Congresswomen mm-hmm. from the United Congress States. Congresspersons. Congresspersons uh, from the United States uh, who support the state of Israel to the tune of $1.8 billion per day were denied access <laughs> to the state of Israel. Uh, their visas were rejected at mm-hmm. the request. And you're mm-hmm. going you're gonna, to you're gonna think this is funny because I'm going to say something and you're going to say, oh, well, that must have come at the request of, I don't know, Iran, North Korea, yeah. Russia, one of our enemies. Oh, no. At the request of the president of the United States. <laughs> of the same country of which these Congress people are coming from. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, this is where we are. This is what. Uh, what it's a weird is. world. It's yeah. unusual. Now, to be fair, uh, both uh, women are, in fact, uh, Muslim. Yeah. One of them uh, is a displaced Palestinian. Is from a family of displaced Palestinians. So. Check mark on the maybe we wouldn't have let her in otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the president asking to keep them out, actual Nazi. So weighing out those two things, I would say you would defer to like, eh, Palestinian women going to make a little bit of noise, but we're not really down for the whole Nazi thing, uh, given, you know, Israel. I, I I made this point in the pre-show. I think it's it, it's a very reasonable thing to to bring up here. Uh, we are in a fascinating time where the, the way that a, a political leanings happen on a nat, on an international scale way more now than they ever did before. Yeah. It used to be that if you were a far right leader in England, you were significantly different from a far right leader in America. Well, I like, mean, everything's different. I mean, cause like the far left candidate in the UK 
would never get on a ballot in the United States. Just, right. You yeah, are yeah. too far to the left. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like it was. I mean, like basically, what it was was just like a, the scale, like where yeah. a far right leader in England was basically a moderate in America. Bernie Bernie yeah. Sanders uh, has the Liberal Party in the UK being like, if you want to be a Tory, call yourself <laughs> a Tory. We don't like conservatives here, Bernie. Um, but now it's more and more like everyone's on the same. If we're all on the right or we're all on the left, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. More than yeah. it ever has before. Yeah. And I feel like Netanyahu oh, well, and uh, <laughs> Trump are in the same sort of like we're on the right blood pact do thing wanna, that's do, going on. Do want to correct you about the ever has been before? Because there was another time where yeah. people on the right got together and they said we have nothing in common except for the fact that we have right leaning governments. And then a bunch of people on the left said, hey, you're pretty crazy left, uh, and I'm neutral left, but we should get together and do something about these right governments. Um, and then they had a World War II, uh, and they settled... Oh, I'm sorry. We thought we settled that whole thing, <laughs> and then it turns out that... 2019, uh, it comes roaring back. Came right on back. Um, and, uh, <laughs> irony, <laughs> uh, my grandfather, D-Day Plus 3, went in uh, to fight Nazis, and here I am again... Fighting Nazis. Um, he did it to keep, uh, to crush Nazism and make sure that it would never spread again. And then the party that he supported his entire life brought it right back here to America. So, also, he's a huge racist. So, I mean, he probably would not be. He'd be okay with it. He'd probably be okay with it, uh, to be fair. Uh, he would be rocking a MAGA hat every day. Um, I mean, yeah, no, he would. He would. He would absolutely. Uh, he would find an opportunity to. Uh, white power all over the place he's n not a good man uh but uh you know it's so you know, funny uh, like still try to kill nazis i'm just saying yeah he, a guy who generally speaking uh conservative not a great human being as far as that, i mean i love him but uh, not a great human being yeah. still went to kill nazis <laughs> still said you know what i don't like you uh as a person i don't think you deserve i don't to agree exist. with your worldview yes but um a worldview then 80 short years or <laughs> Well, no, he would look at, uh, you know, people of color, uh, people with different sexualities, people who weren't, you know, white men in his country and be like, I don't know why you're being so uppity. <laughs> but then he said, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go across the ocean and kill me some Nazis because we can't allow this. I like <laughs> how I like how uppity is like not a not a slur, but it's something that's only used in the position of a slur. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Like you knew exactly who I was talking like about. Like if when I, I said, said uppity. well, if I said, mm -hmm. if I said that dog is uppity, nobody would be like, you know, like stop it with your racial slurs. Yeah. yeah. But if I said that person is uppity, then you immediately whoa, in your mind start whoa. thinking about who I might be speaking of. You know? Yes. You probably use that in place of another word that we don't use in polite company unless you're the president of the United States, <laughs> uh, or the former president of the United States in the eighties. Or the Engli English is an interesting language. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, this guy who he literally. You know, probably thought that uh, this is a white man's America. I mean, he would rock a MAGA hat, but went across the world to fight Nazis voluntarily. Yeah. And now here we are. A lot of people did, though. Nazis <laughs> and everyone together. But no, uh, my, my point was just that, uh, yes, it has happened before in history when Hitler said, Aryans are the number one race. Mm -hmm. And if we go way down on this list very, near the very bottom, we find the Japanese. 
and midway up, uh, you know, not not uh, halfway, but around there are the Slavs, like I don't know, Italians. Yeah. But we all find ourselves on the right side of this spectrum, so friends, right? Cool. Yeah. Um, and then everybody else who is just like, uh, what do you not mean? okay with the Nazis? Well, yeah. Wait, what do you mean the Americans don't allow everyone to vote? That seems like it's not fair, but uh, you know, compared to the Nazis, uh, we'll take the Americans. So <laughs> let's let's go kick some Nazi ass. Needless to say, yes, uh, <laughs> it's happening again. Yes, it's happening. Again. I, I mean, I I think that in the end, uh, having having Trump tell Netanyahu not to let them in is probably better for their brand. Anywho, I don't know if uh, you know, like uh, I. BDS though. That's, I don't I don't get what the I don't get what the uh what the reason for their their trip to Israel was to begin with. Oh, there's a greater uh congressional delegation going. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. And they are now being So they out. are the only ones that aren't allowed to go. Yes. Oh. And it's not like all of Congress, but it's a delegation and they are not allowed. They weren't given visas. So. Mm. Because they're their support for BDS, by the way. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh I <laughs> Seeing as now I'm the, they're the only two <laughs> where we're gonna go to Israel and not anymore. Yeah, I feel like it worked out for them in a way. Like, I mean, listen, yeah, it uh, supports the BDS movement to say like, well, now I won't even be spending money on a or the government on my behalf. Won't be spending money on a hotel or dinner or anything. Yeah. Um, and we've been saying that the fastest government of Israel, um, basically is gonna is has no interest in the history or the religion. That in fact really just is a right-leaning government that is um, using these terms to you know where they're talking about Judaism and they're talking about Jews around the world coming in, but re- in reality they just want a right a far right-wing militaristic government to be supported by the United States, uh, and uh, real hard to get that uh, funding increase through. Uh, I mean I'm sure the Republicans will vote for it, but uh, newsflash: Republicans don't hold the purse strings anymore. Yeah. So I imagine that the, uh, what is it, AIPAC or uh, American Israeli uh, something, AI something, um, will be like petitioning money for, you know, to increase the $1.8 billion per day that we spend in Israel. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be hard pressed to find uh, enough votes to get that to happen. Yeah. Now, um, Barring them getting voted out in 2020, which I don't think is really a possibility, but if it happens, then you know. I mean, they'll have some crosshairs on them. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I mean, what you mean, like in Mitch McConnell's uh, campaign I mean, ad? It, yeah. I mean, like not, not in literal. Uh, God, I hope not. You know, uh, he put them on on tombstones. What's that? He put the uh, the five like take back the house girls. Oh, the squad. The squad. He yeah. put them on tombstones outside of his uh, campaign headquarters in Kentucky. That's the Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> Basically saying, uh, I'm going to bury. Uh, <laughs> I felt bad immediately for, for making a reference that also included killing people. Yeah. yeah. And felt awful about it. And now yeah. I find, <laughs> find that he has actual tombstones there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh. the uh, the youth for Mitch or whatever. Yeah. They were like uh, choking. and uh, <laughs> Those spry 60-year-old <laughs> youth for Mitch people. Youth is a real <laughs> relative term. Uh, no, Hans uh, Moleman out there going like, give him <laughs> hell, Mitch. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly young, uh, disenchanted white men. Uh, I don't know if you've said, if you've seen in the news recently, Corey, but there's a, a movement amongst young disenchanted white men who, uh, feel as though the world just isn't fair anymore. Yeah. Because when you've been on top for so long, equality feels a lot like fucking oppression. 
<laughs> what do you mean I got to actually compete for my job? How fucking dare you? Do you know who my dad is? You're considering a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said there was uh, math involved in this. I feel like perhaps you need to rethink your qualifications. Uh, Listen, I know a lot but just by... Just by the basis of me being born white and white and man, so isn't it white and male? White and male. See, you're not you're not getting it. Listen, I, I feel it like might I have need used to have been white and male, but now it's white and man because I said so. Spoke so it. spoke it into existence. Thank please, you. Please get me my coffee. <laughs> To the guy across the yeah. table. To the guy interviewing him. Yeah. Like, listen, listen. Get Jay. me my coffee, Raul. Get me some <laughs> coffee, and I'm going to explain this to you. All right? So, uh, yeah, so we get paid every two weeks, or is it bi-monthly? What's the deal? What are my quarterly bonuses look like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fail upwards. Uh, I have so many, so many things. Uh, anyway, um, so yet another sign that the government in Israel is uh right-leaning uh fascist and uh god i can't i've been trying while we were talking and i kept getting distracted by (laughs) humor um there is a word for the government there where it's not about judaism it's about something else and it just means like um militaristic uh self-support like clothed in religion Zionism. Yeah. Zionism. It is essentially just a Zionist government where it's just like, uh, we're the chosen people, so we can do whatever we want. Concentration camps. We know a thing or two about those. So we're going to open up some of our own, um, which also, by the way, is, uh, the alleged reason why they were denied visas because uh, they were going to talk about that or they mentioned entering the Palestinian territories and, or going to like Janine, which was bulldozed, which was a concentration camp. That was like, uh, the world said, Hey, what's going on in Janine? And then they bulldozed the whole camp and were like, Janine, we've never heard of that place before. Uh, There's no, like, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody here named Janine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no Janine here anymore. Um, I think no, scarier- no Janine Garofalo lives in America. You <laughs> You have to look in America That's for where you. Are, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the scarier thing is, uh, and the world, world leaders just like, oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, the scarier thing is just the idea that uh, kind of you were in uh, referencing earlier, where these right wing governments who really have nothing in common and are very different in their right wingness, basically just saying, here's a line down the middle. If you're on this side of it, you're a friend of ours, yeah. and. Uh, one interesting point I think you brought up in the pre-show is just that, like, then you have some on the left that, uh, by the way, we think of it like a spectrum. It's not really a spectrum. It's more like a, a circle because you get far enough left and you start eking over to the right. Yeah. And uh, so Trump. Like buddying, North Korea. Yeah. Trump buddying up to Kim Jong-un is like, well, I mean, it's a communist government. So that's far left. Right. Like, why would Trump care about that? Eh, but when you get to that far side of it, it's. <laughs> I feel like when you're so communist that it. Like on on the level doesn't work, then you've gone gone around to the right side. Yeah, yeah, and um, you notice that uh, where he's not going, he's not going to Venezuela. He's mm-hmm. not going to Cuba. Right, uh, places where um, it's more what I would call more traditional communism, um, where we're just like embargoing them and into trying to kill them into non-existence. But um, nonetheless, uh, I think it's scary. It's scary uh, that. Basically, all of these right-wing governments and like Marie Le Pen in France almost won uh, 
the presidency there. Mm-hmm. Boris Johnson in the UK. And by the way, again, US elected is, prime minister, elected prime minister. And it's weird because the conservative and liberal party are so different in the UK, but Trump has moved the conservative party in America, like so far to the right. Uh, and Boris is like trying to pull his party. Like, Hey, yeah. we hate Brown people too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like immigration. We'd build a wall, but you know, the channel. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, uh, what if we just burn the dock? Does that work for you? Can we do that? And just like seeing him struggle. What to if bring. we just put up a gate between Northern and <laughs> Northern Ireland and Ireland? Would uh, that work? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, surely but, won't end, end spectacularly worse. It, it's funny seeing him try to drag the party to like relative right towards where Trump is to be like a Trumper, but seeing that he can't do things that Trump does, like the idea of socialized medicine, there is no question. Yeah. There will always be socialized medicine. So I just imagine Trump showing up to support Boris Johnson and be like, you know what? We got rid of that Obamacare in America and we're going to start working on the national health. Boris is just <laughs> Over in the corner, like, we don't know. Mm, no. Yeah. Uh, just so everyone's clear, your health care, not going anywhere. <laughs> the National Health Service has always been and will always be. So, I do. I did, did you ever see the, there was an uh, interview that, uh, God, what's uh, that conservative? Uh, ben Stone? Oh, no, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yes. Uh, ben Shapiro ben was on, uh, on BBC uh, By the talk, way, talking to one of their you reached most a little bit of infamy when you were like, uh, you know, that conservative, and I'm like Ben Shapiro, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's I was the one I'm thinking about. about. Yeah, uh, ben Shapiro on on the BBC talking to like one of their most right leaning <laughs> like anchors of all time. Uh, you know, obviously English right leaning, so right. it was always kind of like uh, a Jeb Bush kind of thing, like a little more on the moderate end of the <laughs> the right spectrum, you know. Yeah. But like these it, extreme views are not good for the UK. Yeah, but Ben Shapiro is just saying things like, uh, like, well, you know, if you agreed with the right leaning, right leaning way of life, and he's just like, you know, nothing about me. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, you and your liberal bias, and he's just like, no, 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 not this one. I um, I'm asking, I'm asking you questions that are alarming from somebody who is right. So I. Don't care for Ben Shapiro. Yeah. But I enjoy watching him get embarrassed. And the only videos I will ever watch are him like talking himself in a circle when he is like trying to sidestep the question and then realize that he's ended up back where he was and then basically just be like, you know, this interview is over. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Ben Shapiro is kind of like sometimes like because I, I think that uh, on the whole, he's more knowledgeable than most people on the right who end up doing interviews like this. Like, yeah. He has a better grasp of history and can sort of talk about things in like a way that like ties it all together and stuff. But there's a part of him where it's like uh, we were talking about Lamar Jackson earlier, Mm -hmm. like the scrambling quarterback. There's sometimes where you see the guy like, you know, you see all the the defensive linemen come in Mm -hmm. and you're just like, how's Lamar going to escape the situation? He's like running around and like sometimes he just runs for long enough that he finds a little (laughs) hole to get out. And that's that's like a lot of Ben Shapiro. It's just like you see him running around and you're just like he's 40 yards back from the line of scrimmage. How's he going to find this hole? And then eventually he finds it. And it's just like, ah, Ben Shapiro broke out again. But then every once in a while, it's just like, I'm just going to keep running backwards until eventually <laughs> this works out. And then he just lost like 30 yards. And it's just like, Ben Shapiro couldn't run his way out of this one. No, no. 
It's, <laughs> it's just funny, like, when it doesn't work, it's, like, spectacularly bad. But, like, when he does mi- manage to find his way into a conversation where he can outsmart the person across the table from him, yeah, it looks like he did some sort of masterful feat of, like, maneuvering to do it. I do love that uh, you can always tell when he has met a match just because of how flustered he gets. <laughs> he, he just, he's like, I'm about to, I'm about to zing you. And he's like, oh, oh, where's the queen? Where's the queen? And you're like, queen. And you're like, no, you don't understand the rules of this game. <laughs> when he starts interrupting people, I find that's the, the time where he's. Oh, the, oh, oh, I wasn't done. I was not done shuffling the cards. Please. Thank you. And he just starts bringing it up to something that, like, no reasonable person would be. Well, you know what? They, what he does the same thing you do on the on the left side, where it's just like, well, you know what? Uh, what happened in Turkey in 1937, right? And I'm just like, no. Why would I know what happened in Turkey in 19? 19- oh, well, because it has a lot to do with the conversation we're having right now. Uh, are you talking it's about like, the uh, Armenian we were, genocide? We were that t- was 1927. We were talking. We were talking about healthcare. Yeah, Turkey in 1937 doesn't ring a bell. I'm not even having this conversation anymore. I'm out. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what he does. And that moment is just so good for me because uh, maybe I enjoy it too much because of that. Maybe it's like, <laughs> oh, Ben, you got to give him the extra jab. You got to tell him what he didn't know. Prove you're smarter and then walk out. Yeah. That's what that's the key. Uh, but I do have a solution to Ben Shapiro, Benjamin Netanyahu, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. There's a really great solution that will solve all of these right-leaning conservative problems. I think I know where you're going with this. Guillotine. <laughs> Here, just hear me out. Guillotines solve all of these problems. Um, it doesn't solve one problem, though. CBS and Viacom. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to come together. Guillotines... They take things apart, so it would not solve the CBS Viacom merger, uh, which is official. Now they're coming back together. What an, inc- what an incredible reach. And much like, much like uh, the after effects of a guillotine, um, it's very Frankenstein-y to try and sew the head back onto this oh, corporate beast of uh, CBS Viacom. That was good. Come on. That was masterful. This is masterful. <laughs> Universal being like, please don't use our intellectual property in your your strained analogy. Oh, my gosh. By the way, working for a YouTube company really helps. Um, No claims will be made on content less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Not web content, but sound content. So theoretically, we could actually use some bumpers. Oh, some 10-second bumpers? As long as they're 10 seconds or less. So we would need to soundboard it to make sure that they were... Nine exactly, seconds, yeah. Nine seconds, and that's it. But we could actually bumper with some actual music, um, as long as it's less than ten seconds. So, uh, and we still can't use web content. So if it was like, uh, uh they yeah, still, we, they by they I mean we, my company could still claim that, <laughs> and uh, they would still put a claim on it and get all of those big uh, advertising dollars that we're getting in. Yeah, because if you guys have been watching on YouTube at all, you'll notice that we run exactly. Zero ads on uh, the material, unless we've used something copyrighted that gets claimed. So, um, <laughs> then all of a sudden, something comes up. Then all of a sudden, it has ads in it. Uh, and some jerk who works for me is putting ads, <laughs> putting ads in uh, the all your things. Things, yes. Uh, and I also love uh, when it's a channel that we particularly don't care for, uh, who doesn't run ads. We drop like uh, every four minute ads in, so they have like a you know twenty five minute video. 
and there's ads literally every three and a half minutes all the way through. And it's like, nobody's watching this. It's like, that's not the point. <laughs> We're going to kill your channel. Anyway, Anywho. CBS and Viacom, yeah. uh, Frankenstein, corporate head back on. Uh, so I, and I said, I think it was five years ago. It might've been longer than that, that they split. I don't remember exactly when it happened. I feel like it was while we were doing the podcast, we talked about it. So it had to be in the last five years or so. Cause it was just like, what happens now? Like our well, company going to get rid of their, I don't know uh, if we talked no. about the split. I think we might've talked about other. So, I mean like there's a lot of things that have been going on mm. with C- So CBS and Viacom, uh, for people who are unaware, were at one point a company together. And, uh, you know, Viacom includes... CBS owned, or Viacom owned CBS, if I remember correctly. Because it was, CBS was one of their... Wait, um, we're still off game. There we are. Uh, CBS, uh, Viacom owned CBS and MTV and uh, VH1 and a bunch of stuff, I think. Right. BET. Yes. uh, And Viacom kept Paramount. Yeah. And they were like, we've got the crown jewel. And now Mm. five years later or whatever... Uh, it's a merger because CBS has uh, got Big Bang Theory. And what were you thinking, Viacom? Anyway, <laughs> Anywho, ahead, yeah. Uh, yeah, CBS and Viacom were together, and then uh, eventually they split to create two different companies, all still owned by the Redstone family, um, even though they were two separate entities, uh, to be run by the uh, sort of hand-picked successors of both of those things, uh, Philippe Demont for uh, Viacom, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, someone's name? No. Nah. And uh, uh, fuck, why am I forgetting? Les Moonves at CBS. Les Moonves. Yeah. Um, I literally thought his name was like Obi something. No. Moon is in his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a long day, guys. But uh, <laughs> there, there had been a lot of jockeying uh, for control of the Redstone family, uh, mostly between uh, Sherry Redstone, the daughter of. Oh, fuck. What's his goddamn name? Ooh. I forget. I don't remember. Sumner. Sumner Redstone. Ah, yeah. uh, I even <laughs> put the camera back on because yeah. I was waiting for it. Uh, Sumner uh, <laughs> apparently had been giving out like voting control <laughs> in Viacom to like women who had been helping him live for the last 10 years and stuff like that. And Sherry Redstone had to step in and just be like, no, no, no. <laughs> God help me. I would love to just be in a position. Consuela is not allowed to be on the board of Viacom. I'm giving away seats to a multi-billion dollar company to the woman who's given me a hand job while she's giving me a bath. Like, yeah, you could do such a good job. Uh, You want a seat on the board? Uh, I got some seats. You want a seat? I mean, usually I vote all nine seats, but I'll give one up to you. If you're a fan of the show Succession... There's a there's a lot of parallels between that and the Redstone family. Yeah, and I think that was one of the major them and the Murdochs were the families that they like uh yeah. drew a lot from because both families have a big deal of like, oh, dad fucked up, kids step in, dad like knocks the kids out. Yeah. And then the company's like, Yeah, um <laughs> We kinda like the dad. We kinda <laughs> like the dad. Uh and then later on dad does something really fucked up and they spin off a company and give it to the kids yeah. and like, well, we just let them run that. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, Sherry Redstone's in full and complete control now. Yes. And uh, there's no more Les Moonves, and there's no more Philippe Demont. So and at what CBS price? and Viacom are getting back together. What price but, did they pay to get rid of those two guys? Well, I mean, the original price on getting rid of Les Moonves was incredible. Yeah. But it's looking more and more like they're never going to have to pay them. Oh, oh, you know, because, because the more <laughs> the legal system is getting involved, the less likely it looks like Les Moonves is going to be able to... Re- 
uh, recuperate any of that money. Yeah. Now, um, granted, it might leave CBS's like it might leave the CBS Viacom checkbook. True. Yeah. Like it might go into an escrow account uh, that uh, would hypothetically go to Les Moonves, but will more likely go towards paying off people that Les Moonves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Affected. Uh, that so. golden parachute's got a lot of holes in it on the way down. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Hopefully he mm-hmm. saved his nickels. Built for speed. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to the ground. Um, um, yeah. But that's that's very interesting. And the, the other interesting part is uh, <laughs> it's so funny. We live in a world where, like, you know, uh, Disney is allowed to buy Fox. And then there's some question as to whether or not CBS and Viacom are going to be able to merge. Yes. Even though they were a company, like, literally less than a decade ago. Yep. <laughs> they were together. And uh, a company that uh, I believe based on a allegation by Rupert Murdoch, ironically enough, was investigated as like, I think that they have too much market share and they need to be, uh, they need to be investigated. And they were like, Nope, Nope, this is fine. And then Viacom's in a weaker position than it was when they spun off CBS. Yeah. And CBS has, it's almost hard to believe that MTV isn't the most popular thing. Uh, Oh, uh, alternate history novel, uh, idea. MTV continues to play music. How does the world change? It's like yesterday, uh, only with all the music instead of just the Beatles. Yeah. And uh, everyone's happier and Trump doesn't get elected. And uh, Carson Daly never has a late night show. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, the impact, the what, the butterfly effect of MTV just continuing <laughs> to play music. Although, uh, as we said on that episode, uh, who knew that Carson Daly had a late night uh, show? I, I, I still remember like. I remember the beginning of the end of the music on MTV because mm-hmm. like I used to come home. TRL used to be like you would get home from school and it would be on. Yeah. So everyone used to watch TRL. And I remember that it used to be for a while, like before they had more celebrities come in and like do celebrity interviews and stuff like that. They would play like, you know, two minutes of the music video. Mm-hmm. They'd mm-hmm. just be like, here's number seven on the on TRL's list today. Uh, Nelly hot in here. And you'd see two minutes of the video. Hot in. Yeah. <laughs> And then you would, at the end, Carson would come and uh, come out, and he'd just be like, "That's number seven, hot in here." Yeah. And then move on to the next one, and, stuff and by like the way, that. then but we'd then just it, be like, "Hey, <laughs> number six on the list," because he's working his way through the list. His yeah. job is to be a VJ. But then, but then eventually, it just became like uh, <laughs> number number seven on the list. Nelly, hot in here. I don't know why it's still on the list, but <laughs> <laughs> it's getting it's getting hot, hot in here. And that was number number seven. Number seven on the list. Uh, like now, one, uh, ten seconds of the music video, and it's just like you know, moving on. As you know, that mo- that uh, song. So we got to talk to Kristen Cavallari now. I was gonna, that uh, that song was featured in last week's episode of The Hills. Kristen Cavallari's joining us here for a nineteen-minute interview about uh, <laughs> about The Hills. Uh, Kristen, you want to walk over to the window and wave for three minutes to the crowd outside? Yeah, she's in the back right now taking pictures in our photo booth. Yeah. God, I, I just I remember. Okay, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, th- I remember it was like a four minute walkout, right? Because they would be in the back, the camera would follow them walking out, cheer, 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 cheer. There'd be like interns who had to like wave and smile at them, like, hey. Then out to the window, Cavalier would pretend to care, like, hey, people. Out to the window, back to the spot, yeah, and then the interview begins, which would usually start with a solid twenty seconds of just like, you're looking great. How are you feeling? Woo! <laughs> I feel great, Carson. Yeah, uh, Brittany, bald head, <laughs> bald head. Just like I'm feeling, I'm feeling great, Carson. I, uh, nothing's wrong. Nothing Everything's wrong great. Things fine. <laughs> um, God, maybe this merger will bring TRL. <laughs> it couldn't hurt. 
Uh, but anyway, so Viacom left with uh, Paramount and Paramount, uh, top of the game in the movie business uh, these days. Yeah. Um, you know, Paramount hits like. Um, yeah. <laughs> King's Dominion. Booksmart. <laughs> Was Booksmart Paramount? I don't know. I think so. No, that, that's A24. No, was it? Yeah, A24, pretty sure. They had a weird, no, Booksmart was, no, you know what, I think it was New Line. Yeah, okay. There, there was like, I think, yeah, I don't remember. We have There's all like a, of the information <laughs> of the entire world accessible to Except us. that when you start typing nope, it, it's going to nope, start like. It's not because I have the studio mode on, so we're not going <laughs> to. Booksmart we'll see. Studio Movie Grill. Okay, that's <laughs> right in my wheelhouse of searches. Okay. Ah. Uh, Booksmart movie? What studio released Booksmart? I really don't want to tape up the whole thing. Um, Look in the Wikipedia. It's probably going to have it on the side there. Okay. Like in the little... Annapurna. Annapurna? Annapurna. Yes. Yeah. Annapurna Pictures. But there was another one, too. It was like a... There was many companies. Gloria in- Sanchez. United Artist. Oh, it was United studio. Artist. That's the one I was thinking about. Ah. Like people who... <laughs> There's a couple. There's a couple uh, studios that oh. have managed to uh, survive, uh, only to release like one movie a year. Yeah, and then you like go and you're just like, oh, Columbia is still a. <laughs> They're still making movies. Oh. Do you know who owns Columbia? Who? Viacom <laughs> owns Columbia TriStar. So if you remember I, the, uh, I don't statue? think it's Columbia TriStar anymore though. No, they broke this. Yeah. I don't think there's TriStar anymore. Yeah, I think it's just Columbia now. God, it's so weird that we live. <laughs> We've lived through a lot of things. Sometimes I just imagine like somebody coming back, like I don't know, Orson Welles coming back, and like going like, all right, so what's the situation with all the studios now? And it's like, well, we have Disney, and that's about it. Disney and Universal and Warner Brothers and mm, Cerny. Yeah, Columbia and TriStar were merged, and Columbia was uh, became their movie arm. TriStar became their home video arm. Oh, and, and then uh, when they stopped doing home video. Yeah, we Tri-Star. stopped doing home videos. So. TriStar just quietly went away forever. No, no more TriStar. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, CBS Viacom. <laughs> uh, yes, so, they were broken apart, and uh, they said it wasn't too big, but then they broke themselves apart, and then now they want to come together, and maybe they will be blocked, um, or it could just be, uh, you know, people reaching out to the president saying, "Hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge." Maybe this is not a good idea, but as Corey pointed out, Disney Fox was allowed to, uh, or Disney was allowed to purchase Fox, which other than the local news stations and the sports network basically means they control like and 40, Fox News and Fox News. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they control 40% of media basically now one company, 40% of media and uh, only one company in history has had $5 billion movies, Disney with Toy Story 4 now. Um, they own three animation studios. How many animation major animation studios are there in L.A.? Four? Four. <laughs> so they own three of them now. Yeah. The only one that they mm. don't own used to be under their control and yeah. was spun mm. off. So it's like, eh, they're not ours. It's not the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. They own ABC. Uh, ESPN. ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're all going to be uh, wearing mouse ears eventually. <laughs> One day, uh, you know the the world. All the of, studios will just be Disney eventually. Yeah, it's a it'll be a, a Sony division of Disney. Uh, yeah, I'm about to go out to the WB lot. Uh, WB is uh, oh yeah, it's that uh, division of Disney. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> look up on the look up on the water cooler and you see the ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, what is that movie the where all of the the eighties and nineties TV stuff was in it? And uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, it's gonna be that. Disney will be Ready Player One, where it's like everybody's just in this virtual world and everything is controlled by one company. <laughs> by Disney. Disney Plus. And there'll be a mouse somewhere beating people to say, I need you to animate faster. You know, uh, I really I really do think Disney Plus is going to be interesting because they're talking about doing a bundle with it. See, now we're now you're talking no, no, about no, supporting the mouse. All right. Yes. I'm talking about mouse guillotines and you're talking about supporting the mouse. <laughs> Disney Plus is going to be interesting because it's going to I think they're going to bundle like all the Disney like so it'll be like Disney and Hulu and ESPN Plus all on the same like. Oh, yeah. By the way, which is called basically cable. Disney (laughs) bought Disney bought Fox. Yeah. And they were allowed to keep Fox's share of Hulu, which gives them majority ownership with Hulu now. So, yeah. So they're going to bundle Plus and Hulu and a bunch of cable stations. Yeah. Into a bundle. Yeah. Which gives you cable. (laughs) Oh, and you'll get your local ABC affiliates in yeah, the Disney I'm sure. bundles. I'm sure. <laughs> so in case you want to watch the 6 o'clock news. So we've cut the wires only to end up right back with cable. Thank yeah. you, Disney. You now yeah. have eight services which cost the same amount as cable and give you all the same things you had on cable. On the plus side, though, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, like all the good stuff. Will be on Disney Plus. You, you know, will not be able to see it. Here's the, here's the other thing that I find fascinating. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one a little early. Uh, I don't think that Apple streaming service is gonna work out as well as they planned. No. Uh, no. Because it, I'm getting I'm hearing a lot of things uh, that they are uh, trying to rein in the content creators. Like they don't <laughs> want to have like like you remember when. Uh, house of cards first came out yeah and like you were just like all right let's see what netflix does with its own original studio and then all of a sudden like the first episode you have like nudity and killing people and everything and you're just like wow they're going for it good Good. (laughs) apparently apple is like getting in like pilot episodes of things and they're just like all right so uh this person says damn it at one point we're gonna need that eliminated from the show yeah (laughs) just like Oh, really? On top of the fact that of their slate, they had eight shows that did not make it to production. Yeah. Approved shows ready to go that then they had creative differences before they got to production. So they canceled them off the slate. And I'm like, how are you going to have like a network, like a Netflix style, like content creation when, you know, uh, 30, 40% of your slate gets eliminated because you can't deal with the content creators. And then how many people are going to go back a second time when your Deadwood uh, show turns into like, well, gosh, darn it. Um, gosh, darn it, Willie. I just wish you uh, would think twice about that. And then the gun gets edited out and uh, Grado shoots first. And um, I've gone down a rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. You don't know anything about Star Wars, so you missed that. Except the... that it's Greedo, not Whatever. Greedo. Greedo? Greedo. Is it Greedo? Yeah. I thought it was Greedo. Greedo shot first. Greedo shot first. Uh, anyway, not important. Um, what was I saying? Not Disney. The- Disney's taking over. Um, oh, oh, Let's- oh! About the Disney Plus thing, though. Yeah. Uh, the lucky news is, uh, you and I and most of the people won't be able to afford it because the economy is fucking tanking, and uh, <laughs> Disney Plus will be like forty-five dollars a month because that's how they get you with cable. We'll get in there with like three months of free service, and then bam, forty-five dollars a month, and they're, we can't afford it anymore. They're they're actually talking about going the other way of doing that, like. 
we're Disney. We don't mind if we lose a lot of money for a while. So uh, we're going to start with a ridiculous. I think the Disney Plus, uh, just Disney Plus by itself is going to be like four ninety nine a month or something. Fuck. Something really low. Fuck. And then if you got like the whole bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus or with ESPN Plus, it was going to be like twelve bucks a month. So they were going to become they were going to be a lost leader for a while. Yeah, I mean they're going to do what Netflix did. Or Movie Pass, where they worked out well for them. <laughs> Let's have this impossibly <laughs> unstable business model that just gets a lot of people to join, and then uh, after a couple of years of them getting really s- nice and comfortable with the mouse, then we're going to jack it up to forty five dollars a month, and yep. then. Well, but again, uh, I don't know if even and when some parents realize that they're not going to be able to just put their f- kid in front of Little Mermaid for. <laughs> For the day, they're just like, yes, $45 a month, whatever you say. How much? $400 a month? Deal. I'll still pay it. Unlimited? Okay, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) How many times can I watch Little Mermaid in a row? (laughs) Unlimited? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, But no, uh, my point is that we won't be able to afford it. They start giving out free cameras so they can monitor how many kids are in the house to judge how much... How much, much are they going to charge? Uh, you had eyes on your according, screen. According to your latest mouse cam, there are four kids in your house. So uh, your Disney Plus membership is going to be $300 a month. Luckily, mine will always be free. <laughs> uh, but even if it's free, uh, the way that Trump is ruining our economy, I yeah. may not be able to afford it. Yeah. Um, because turns out. We're going to have per- to be like hobos cutting up one little bean soon. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I had a comment. I'm going to hold it back. Um, Back on track, which was the recession. Oh, turns out the president saying, hey, we're not in a recession doesn't actually stop the recession. <laughs> not from good coming. enough. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, not that he was uh, a, he was a huge racist, but Reagan put off the recession in uh, 85 and 86 by just being like, no, economy's strong. It's great. It's going to be fine. Savings and loans collapse. And then we had a recession. But uh, Trump is like, uh, uh, you know, the economy's middling. It's all right. And Trump's like, nowhere near a recession. And the market's just tank because they're like, well, I mean, he lies about everything. So that must mean <laughs> bad things are coming. Yeah. Um, so not only uh, are things pretty horrible, but now it's going to be pretty horrible with inflation, uh, which I'm telling you, living in L.A., uh, the one thing we don't need, uh, inflation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Housing prices are already going up 7% a year, and I need my dollar to buy more, not less. Thank you, Trump. Um, well, what's what's really like at the heart of all this is the the China tariffs. Uh, wait, wait, which, wait. You're, you're talking like we're in some kind of trade war, Corey. <laughs> yeah. That's defeatist talk. Just a bit. That's defeatist talk. We I don't are know, not. I don't know if you've talked to any of your small town farmers recently, but uh, things are not going well. Um, Listen, putting tariffs on Chinese goods just means American goods are cheaper. The Chinese are paying the tariffs, which makes life easier for Americans. Except that the Americans eventually pay the tariffs on behalf of the you. You're basically like uh, much like if uh, if I said that I was going to come over to your, you know, like I'm, I'm coming over to your work to help you record some things today. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you need me to bring things with me, if you need me to bring some gear with me, mm-hmm. then it's going to cost a little bit of extra. You know, right. Yeah. So like if uh, say you buy an iPhone and it doesn't have a tariff on it, then you pay for the cost of the iPhone. Right. But if you buy an iPhone and it has a tariff on it, then 
China is going to pay the tariff and then you're going to pay the tariff for China when you buy it. Well, see, that doesn't make sense because uh, the president said he was going to build a wall and the, the Mexicans were going to pay for it. Yeah, that's going to do it with tariffs. Yeah, that didn't happen either. Oh, <laughs> because okay. that just ends up being us paying for it. Oh, yeah. Well, then why did he take defense budget money to build a wall? Because he really wanted that wall. Oh. That's that's the reason. Well, and now sorry we're to in, burst your bubble. I now mean. we're in a trade war <laughs> and the recession. And basically, like, uh, I, I, again, uh, my tweet of the week, not mine, but the one I saw, tweet of the week, was uh, uh, basically the news for the last two years has been the uh, video that runs before a Call of Duty game starts up. It's just like all of the things that went wrong right before <laughs> Call of Duty revolution starts up. And it's yeah. like, you got to put down all of these armed protesters. Um we don't call them Antifa. We call them something else in the game. I'm going to design a game, and I'm going to call everything the opposite of what it is. Um, so you're going to uh, call Antifa fascist? Another success. Another suggestion was that uh, we got to stop using the term Antifa. We have to say anti-fascist and then make people argue why being anti-fascist is somehow a bad thing. Yeah. Because they uh, apparently, by the way, uh, the smart people in our country have said, uh, convinced the Smarter people in our the smart people in our country have convinced the smarter people in our country that Antifa stands for anti First Amendment, <laughs> and that's why they are shutting down protests because they are anti First Amendment. So there's that. Yeah. Um, recession, Nazis, Viacom and CBS. I mean, <laughs> dogs laying down with cats. Everything is going. Everything's wrong right going now. horribly awry. <laughs> Just like this show. Um, so I guess the one, two, two last things to cover because we got a, we're going a little long. Uh, interesting update for the uh, Jeffrey Epstein story. Yes. Uh, we talked to two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago about the story? Mm, yes. Yes. Um, it was either two weeks ago or last week. I can't remember. All running together. <laughs> um, and and uh, Corey made it, had made an excellent uh, point on that show, uh, and again in the pre-show meeting this week where he was talking about. Uh, this is the kind of conspiracy theory that will never die because, uh, you know, there is no clear answer to any of the questions. And even yeah. if there was, we won't get it. So there will always remain questions. Uh, it's also the kind of situation where any fact that somebody offers can be used by either one of the parties. Uh, this is going to turn into 9-11, basically, where it's like or, yeah, the, the, or Kennedy, like Kennedy assassination. Because, yeah. like, you know, like, I, I remember, like, watching some History Channel thing about, like, dissecting the Kennedy assassination or yeah. something like that, yeah. where they did the, like... Wait, was this, was this pre-6 p.m. Uh, History Channel or post-6 p.m. History Channel? Because it makes a big difference. This is when this is when it was actually still history all the oh, time. Oh, okay, I was yeah. going to say, because today, before 6 p.m., a lot of aliens, history. Yeah. Uh, after 6 p.m., a lot of aliens, so yeah. things this is when weird. This is when you could turn on History Channel and expect to see Nazis almost any time of the day, no matter what. <laughs> No matter when it was. In black and white, though. Yeah. You did. Not like the news. Not yeah, the news in color. In black like, and white. Not like Fox News. Uh, yeah. you, you could just turn on History Channel, and you'd be more than likely to see Adolf Hitler giving some sort of speech. Oh, I remember those days. Followed were by, good days. When the Nazis Followed were on by TV. some sort of uh, reporter or some sort of author of a book going like... David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, just going like, this is the beginning of where Hitler started to get scary. <laughs> This was the beginning of the end for Nazism. You remember those days yeah. back in the mid 2000s when they were like, <laughs> Nazism, been dead a long time. We don't have to worry about that. 
No memories. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, so conspiracy. Epstein conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, Turns out he actually wrote a will two days before uh, his his suicide. Mm -hmm. So does that change your opinion uh, from the show the first time that you offered it? No. And you know what? I I think that. I think what the what the real problem here is going to be is that there's not ever going to be. I don't I don't think if if there is a if there is a valid conspiracy theory out there mm-hmm. which could be the truth. Like, you know, like Oh, there is one. Uh Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. That's a good conspiracy theory that I heard. I I am yeah. saying like I I totally, you know, like if that could that could 100% definitely be what happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not acting like that wasn't that's not a reasonable expectation here. But the thing is that it's so they're never going to be able to convince anybody otherwise. No. You know, and th- there's no like piece of information that comes out that makes people feel better about the situation. And that's part of the the cons- I mean like uh you know when uh well it's like so like I, I always like to go back to like the Kurt Cobain suicide. Mhm. Like uh, every- murder you mean the murder. Yeah. Well Courtney, I'm saying Courtney like loves the, murder. the suicide. But yeah. I'm saying like the what was what was so fascinating about that one? Was that like people thought that Kurt was going to kill himself for so long mm-hmm. that when it came out, people were just like, oh, he finally did it. Yeah. And like people moved on so quickly. But then like the people who were like looking into it and looking at the details were saying like, no, 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 no. There's some alarming things here that yeah, yeah. Uh, we shouldn't probably just gloss right over this and think that it was a suicide. One hundred percent. We should look into it a little bit further. But then people were just so quick to move on. It's just like, no, Kurt was really really damaged guy and he had problems and you know, he talked about suicide all the time. So clearly he was going to do it. And like, yeah, like, no, 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 no. I mean, all this is true, but at the yes. same time, like we should probably look into like, how did he lock the door from the outside? Even though it required a key to lock it from the outside, mm-hmm. but he shot himself first and then he went outside and locked the door and then went back in and died. Also the uh, heroin, the three times lethal limit in the yeah. system and yet operated uh, shotgun where he had to, yeah, and also him. did the thing where like the only angle from which he could shoot it was in such a way that like he would have to use his foot to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm, the and body didn't really reflect that. When yeah, the, yeah. And he had shoes mm. on. Yeah, and yeah, strange. Like all these kind of like weird, th- mm-hmm. like all those little things that don't add up. Like the the problem is that like with the Jeffrey Epstein's uh, uh, suicide and like all the conspiracy theories that go around it is there's a lot of people who are just like yeah. But his neck, he had breaks in his neck that are different than when you usually have a suicide. Yes. And then there's some expert who's just like, yeah, 99% of the time people hang themselves, they don't have this injury. It's mostly caused by people who get strangled to death. And people are like, yes. aha. Gotcha. So it's like, yeah, but there is a 1% chance that he could have broken it mm-hmm. if he, you know, jumped from a lower. <laughs> yeah, lower from like the, the back of a chair. <laughs> or I mean, like from the back of a door or a bed. And yeah. like, ah. Okay. Uh, and it's like the other, like what, what's more interesting to me is like uh, when, it, when a conspiracy theory starts taking off a little bit, like uh, you, you get the people who like come out and like make these defense, you know, like, well, yeah, this is an unusual injury to have when you hang yourself, but it is possible. Yeah. And like they come out and they're all over the place. And then the ones that are a little bit weird are like, uh, <laughs> it's just like, uh, so it turns out that no actual security guards were working that night. Mm. It was, <laughs> It wasn't actual. Oh, they weren't trained correct correctional officers. They Brand were just new. people brought in to fill in a shortage. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, nobody really needs to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, also, uh, they said that they checked on him. Turns out they were napping at the yeah. time. And you're like, 
that's that's weird. Do they do that all the time? Like, well, no, usually a supervisor's there, but on this occasion, no supervisor. And you're like, aha! Like, okay, yeah, but uh, they haven't had an incident in 40 years. So it's not really like they follow rules that much. Yeah. It's like my office, basically. <laughs> I mean, roll in when you want. It's fine. Um, so it's weird, but at the same time, uh, I again, how every fact can go either way. You know you're going to commit suicide. You write a new will. Or you get a call from somebody who says, hey, your family or your life. So you write a new will, yeah. and then you kill yourself. Or somebody says, hey, um, we're going to come after you. And you say, I better write a new will. And then two nights later... Your door mysteriously opens in the middle of the night and somebody comes in and kills you. And you're like, you know, it's uh, it can go either way. Either that or former New Mexico Governor Milt Bill Richardson walks in with a brand new will, slaps it in front of Jeffrey Epstein and goes like, sign if it. I were you, I'd sign it. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> the triumvirate of Bill Richardson, Alan Dershowitz, and Prince... Uh, who was it? Uh, Prince George... Mm, no. George is the baby. Andrew? <laughs> Prince Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Yeah, that's the Duchess of York's former husband, right? Yeah. Yes. Fergie. Fergie yeah. They all like walk in, just throw down a well, and it's just like, eh, you better sign it. I think it's time to sign. Uh, <laughs> and then two nights are later, in the news a little bit. So, and two nights later, Agent Forty Seven, <laughs> set on easy, gets in to the Metropolitan Complex or whatever. MCC. Such a, it's such a weird ass story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other thing before. Uh, well, two things really. Number one, uh, I just at least want to touch on. California has changed the standard by which police are held accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I think we talked about it like briefly, but then they got lost in the news cycle. Uh, a man named Stephen Clark was killed in Sa- uh, Sacramento, and his case was reviewed by the shooting review board, who said uh, everyone on here agrees that this shooting was unjustified. Yeah. However, using an objectively reasonable standard, we have to stay that say that this officer, at least now, is stating facts which support the shooting. So. Using that objectively reasonable standard, we have to say that it's a justifiable shooting. And in, like, the only state in the country where this, where this will happen, California was like, okay, um, and we pass a law that says objectively reasonable standard, out. Now we're going to use a necessary standard. Yeah. Uh, which means that not only it has to be the last use of force, there have to be previous uses of force ahead of time unless it's an emergency situation, which I, I would take to mean... You're Somebody's being running at. at you with a gun. Yes, uh, which actually I don't think would qualify. I think this is more of the rules of engagement of a soldier, where it's like if they're shooting at you, then you can return fire. Then you can return fire without doing anything beforehand. Mm-hmm. You see a gun, okay, take your gun out. Somebody be- there better get a beanbag out or a taser or something and try yeah. something else first to prove that you have to do this that it's necessary or. And this is what it really is for. Uh, it doesn't mean that any more cops will be uh, prosecuted. It gives the prosecutors the tool to use against the cops. Right. And that's the <clears throat> question is, uh, look, we did something. And then no prosecutors actually do anything. Uh, they run for, you know, president in 12 years after spending a lifetime of putting uh, people of color behind bars and letting cops go free. Uh, wow, that sounds like it. That's a story that's very familiar to me. I don't know why. Um, anyway, uh, so before we get out of here, though, I do want to talk about one thing that was really important, I think, this week. So if you don't mind, I think that uh, we should take a stroll on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. Absolutely. And a, a quick, quick note, uh, only because uh, not a lot of information is out. But today, 
just before we went uh, went live. Uh, Justin Brown, who is the attorney for Adnan Syed, uh, put a short post up on his uh, website that said, we filed writ of cert to the Supreme Court uh, for Adnan. Now, uh, the case is st- was still with the Court of Appeals of Maryland. And there have been like 400 amicus briefs filed that were just basically like, hey, uh, you guys fucked this up. And you should just think about on your own hearing the case again. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was no movement by the court. And uh, apparently there was some whispering that there would be movement. So uh, Justin had asked for leave from the Supreme Court to file late, which he got. Um, I don't know if you guys don't know how the Supreme Court works. You really just need one justice on your side because one justice will grant you uh, leave to file late or writ, uh, leave for writ or any number of things. And then when you file your writ, uh, you just have to have one justice who says, I'm going to take this to the table. And then it goes to the table and you need four. And you already got one remember, because one brought it to the table. But yeah. You need four total who say this is worth hearing. And then it can come uh, up. And I, I would say that at least given the makeup of the court now, there's probably four who would want to hear it. Of course, the difficulty is uh, there's nine of them. Uh, the other five are the problem. Um, however, uh, as I have pointed out in an argument before, fuck, I didn't look up his name before we started. Do you remember? Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Look at you. Johnny on the spot. <laughs> look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> look at the big brain on Brad. Um, so Roberts and Gorsuch have actually parted ways with the conservative majority when it came to procedural issue, issues. And they're just basically like, uh, listen, I think we need to serve the interest of justice here and send this back to the lower court with instructions on doing something different. Um, that's happened uh, on a couple of cases where it's like, Wait, Roberts is in the majority on this? What what happened here? Yeah. And he, his argument is just basically like, I'm not saying whether or not this was illegal or not. I'm saying that the end result is unjust, and therefore you have to go back and start at the beginning and do it all again. Which, by the way, is really the argument that Justin's been making all along. It's like, make him put on the evidence again, make him allow him to have good counsel, and for us to know about cell towers the way we know about now and to have Asia on the stand like we do now. Yeah. Um, and the truth is that they won't charge, they won't charge him again. They'll try yeah. to make a deal or something else. Time served or time served for, yeah. for attempted or, or whatever, disposing of a body or something, whether he takes it or not, who knows? But, um, so the hope here is that you have one justice who allows cert brings it to the table. Uh, I think you have the other three liberal justices who at least get it in the, the argument phase. And then, a couple of justices there where you only need one of those two uh, and you obviously can't lose any um, who say something here was not done correctly or the interests of justice are served by at least giving this guy another bite at the apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sent it down, not to the court of appeals of Maryland, not to the court of special appeals of Maryland, not. Oh yeah. That's it. Down, down <laughs> to the circuit court of Maryland to say, retry, retry. Um, and, uh, the truth is that they do send it to the circuit court and they say, or to the court of appeals and they say, court of appeals, great. Hold uh, hearings, not inconsistent with this opinion. And the court of appeals is just like, all right, so you told us to go fuck ourselves. So, uh, we're going to say, um, uh, unfuck ourselves and pass it down and unfuck ourselves and pass. Uh, no, because court of appeals actually, or special appeals ruled in his favor. So, uh, basically it's upholding the court of special appeals decision to give him a new trial. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and Wheel of Justice turns very slowly. So writ was filed now. 
which means that it would come up for the first time for consideration in the spring of 20, or 2020. Yeah. Which means it comes up for argument earliest fall of 2020. Yeah. So let's say they take six months for a decision. Decision comes out in spring 2021. Back down to the Court of Appeals, which can take three or four months to process and put out. Back to the Court of Special Appeals, another month or two to process. Back to the Circuit Court. I mean, we're looking at like 2022. Before any kind of real impacts could potentially be felt. Before it's in the Circuit Court again, where the judge could give him bail, which has been denied at every phase. uh, Before, But they might, correct me if I'm wrong here, but even if they agreed to hear it, they wouldn't necessarily put it on the docket right away either, no, right? No, no. So, would, I mean, like, you know, even if hypothetically under the best case scenario, it could be heard, arguments could be heard in the fall of next year. Yeah. They might act, not actually bring it up until, like, spring session of the following year or fall session of the year, you know, the following year or something could, like that. Could be any number. Uh, they have a summer session, too. Uh, they haven't recently because uh, some of the justices are getting a little old and they just chose not to um, schedule a summer session. Sometimes they do a short summer session. Uh, and the problem with coming up on election year is that the docket starts to fill up with um, Alabama versus U.S. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, uh, Alabama has been discriminating against their uh, voters and we need you to hear this before the <laughs> Not election. Not Alabama. <laughs> we need you to hear this before <laughs> the election of 2020 or else this map will be the map by which we uh, are electing people. Yeah. Uh, so it's problematic. Uh, justice moves slow. And what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, don't get arrested. <laughs> Lucky for you and me, we're already ahead of the race. You know why? Why? White men. <laughs> don't you know who I am? I say as I'm being put into the police car. <laughs> I'm gonna call my father if you. <laughs> my favorite piece of clothing, my red shorts, that always remind me of that uh, meme of the guys. It's a. Uh, Fisher uniform of the guys who say, don't you know who my father is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So well, you know what else moves slow? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What's that? Updating. Oh, the anthem.com. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. And you can find more of me on my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Corey Baker film at legend CB five on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, etc. Um, have a review ready to go for, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, Ooh. which I will be putting up. Um, does a review include the fact that you're a psychopath who hears noise in the theater that no one else hears? No, I wasn't the only person who heard that noise. Uh, and I talk about it in the review because, uh, Alma draft house should be better than that. But, uh, I'm willing to let them have a pass. I usually let theaters have a couple bad nights before I start. Like I might actually have to find an answer video to Corey's review <laughs> because the alleged noise happened right behind me and uh, I'm pretty deaf, but guess who didn't hear it? <laughs> well, the people who were right next to me were also complaining about it. So I feel like you brought them into your psychosis that you <laughs> complained about it so much that they were like, you know what? I think I did hear something. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're all seeing little green men. I'm just saying. <laughs> Go ahead. Anywho, uh, I, I, we'll probably try and see a movie at some point this week. I think we we're we should discussing yes. some Hobbs and Shaw, perhaps. Oh, so yeah, I, I I mean, like I really wanted to see Hobbs and Shaw in a place where it gives the least amount of money to Hobbs and Shaw. AMC, 
Yeah, or uh, you know, like going to one of the dollar cinemas or something like that. We'd have to wait for that though. Yeah, but not that much longer. <laughs> it'll be out soon. Yeah, yeah. It, it becomes second run in like a month or a week or so. Oh, you know what else should be out soon? What? Oh, the Anthem.com's update. <laughs> How's that coming, Corey? Who's now on vacation? <laughs> well, now I have more time to work on it. So, um, but yeah, uh, check it out and let me know if you want to see other reviews. And don't forget, all of those are available in podcast form. All you got to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash Corey Baker film. There you go. Yep. Um, and uh, while you're there on anchor.fm, make sure you check out uh, OD Anthem. <laughs> Did we almost lose the mic? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. My toe saved it. I, mean, <laughs> I have strong toe game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me get to the uh, one shot here. And there I am. And, of course, you can find more of me at Robert N. Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertncheek.com. You can find links to my political blog, news website, and the books, which are available on Amazon. Byron's books. And not only available on Amazon, but available everywhere. Barnes & Noble and uh, Amazon and uh, uh, everywhere fine books are sold. Uh, new, uh, oh, by the way, did you see the email I sent you at, like, 2 a.m. the other night? I did. I, I uh, am going to go to the business center and print that out. Oh, that's right. You like the paper versions. Foe. Uh, Draft edition two, draft one is done. We are slightly behind, but on schedule for a September release. So that is all good. Uh, I'm diving back into my time travel novel, which uh, I don't know how good of an idea that is, but I have until December, so I'm sure it's fine. Something tells me we're seconds away from this thing falling out of. I just want to stay on the air long enough for it to just drop. I think that'll be super funny. Um, and uh, I've been kicking around videos again. Uh, I borrowed the camera so I could go shoot some video and did a little test. And um, seriously thinking about doing the Rob Explains Everything videos. Uh, first one did not go well. We learned scripting, not a good idea. Yeah. Rob doesn't read a script well. Rob's <laughs> off the cuff. Rob talks about himself in the third person and he <laughs> needs... Just go with it. So he needs help. So definitely. Uh, so if you have any, uh, if you guys remember, Rob explains everything. It's just like rather complex ideas, things that you don't really know about, explained simply and shortly. Uh, like uh, episode zero that no one will ever see. Who is Guy Fox, and why do we celebrate the November fifth? Explained in seven minutes. Should be shorter though. It should be shorter. Should be that shorter was one of the issues. Yeah, yeah, the scripting is a problem because yeah. Rob likes to write long scripts. So um, give me, send me your ideas at Robert and Cheek, all your social networks. Let me know what you would like to learn about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've done good here today. <laughs> uh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. I like how my microphone's breaking and now I have to lean down slightly to talk. It's good. It'll be so fine. I'm sure it'll be the, fine. By next week, I'm just going to be like down here. Listen, uh, it'll get us through the... Uh, it'll get us through the next uh, seven or eight years. Uh, we got, that's fine. That's totally fine.